people around us who really aren't living the life of God still prosper? And why does it seem that our enemies, because they would plunder their fields, take their livestock, take their crops? We can go into the chastisement of God, but we're not going to go there. There are things that God allows. But what's important is, is that then Habakkuk, God begins to give Habakkuk a vision and says there'll be an appointed time that these Babylonians or these Chaldeans will be destroyed. But it didn't take place but a hundred years later. Now if you look in that which was Christ Jesus in the prophetic word, even back to the time of 1500 BC, when Moses, the psalm that Moses wrote by God, began to identify the Messiah to come. But it wasn't going to take place in his time, but it was going to take place in an appointed time. And so I want you to understand, we are now 2,000 years from the death of Christ and the power of the resurrection. There is an, a fulfillment waiting to take place. And what's important for us is, is to be in a place to where we're acknowledging and we're aware that that which is promised is going to come. And it could very well happen in your lifetime, in my lifetime. Because we're closer now to the fulfillment than they were in the New Testament when Jesus walked the earth. And we knew that there are things that God had spoken and written, written that are going to be accomplished and fulfilled. Now I want you to listen to this because I want to really make this brief so you have the understanding. We're talking about expectation. We talked about this last Sunday. Of being in the presence in the courtyards of the Father. But these appointed times, these three times of the year, are as if you made an appointment with a dentist. The dentist says, I will be there if you'll make an appointment. The father says, I'm making an appointment for you. Three times a year, I'm going to be at the place where I've designated for you to be, to come before me. And so what we have is, is we have trumpets coming up, which begins in the seventh month. It begins, if you will, the preceding or the preparation for tabernacles. And then you have atonement. And then you actually have the feast of trumpets, or excuse me, of Pentecost. Help me, Lord. Tabernacles that Dave was speaking about. Because we gather then for eight days. But I want you to listen to this. This is Habakkuk up on the mountain saying, I will stand upon the mo on my post of observation and station myself on a tower or a fortress and will watch to see what he, the Father, will say within me and what answer I will make as his mouthpiece to the perplexities of my complaint against him. And essentially his complaint was, is why, do this, why does this continue to take place? That which continues to afflict the people of God and God doesn't respond. And the Lord answered me and said, Write this vision and engrave it plainly upon tablets that everyone who passes by may be able to read it and easily and quickly hasten as they go by and see it. This is out of the Amplified. There are things that God has spoken, and that's which we really purposed in these months and years to be faithful God has spoken. These are appointed times that he's going to present himself and make himself known. For the vision I have set for an appointment time or appointed time, and it hastens to the end of fulfillment, it will not deceive or disappoint. Though it tarry, wait earnestly for it, because it will surely come. I will not be handedly, excuse me, behindly on its appointed time. 
all behind. Help me, Lord. Essentially what the Lord is saying is, is that everything that he's designed and purposed and everything that he spoke and made clear to each and every one of us, both in his word, that which has been revealed to us, it may not come in the time that we expect, but we are supposed to be expectantly awaiting because he will fulfill it. And that's what I was hoping to be able to express just this morning, just to be able to prepare you because next week comes the, the, the Feast of Trumpets. And there is that which I'm hoping that God will allow us to experience that which he's preparing us for. And I want you to know you've been called to this. It isn't by chance that you find yourself here. And you don't have to fully understand the teachings of what the feast days are all about. What's important is, as we were having communion, he knows you by name. He has counted every hair on your head. You're the apple of his eye. He's named you, if you will. And he has called you into these appointed time because he has something personally for you. Whether this is your first or your 48th, it's a calling unto the, us, unto each person individually, because he has something that he wants to bring to you personally. And so, with that, in your bulletin, it describes the dates that we're gathering together. And I don't want you to miss this, because God's feast days, the day starts on the day before. On the, on, as the sun goes down the evening before. So now what we have is the Feast of Trumpets, which is Rosh Hashanah. It's in your bulletin. Now this is October 3rd through the 4th. It actually starts on the 3rd, being the day of the 3rd, which actually begins on the 2nd. So we're going to gather at 5 o'clock next Sunday for the Feast of Trumpets, or Rosh Hashanah. And we're just going to meet for an hour. We're going to come together, and we're just going to wait for him. Because he says he'll appear. He'll appear to you personally. Maybe a still, small voice. We've talked about that there's going to be a day at the fullness of tabernacles that God is going to walk into a dwelling place. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be a dwelling place made with hands. It's a gathering of people, but he might just as well walk into this building. And that begins 10 days that we might open up our hearts. As Israel did, and it says, wrench your hearts before the Lord. And when that trumpet sounds, God's calling all unto himself. And that we might render our hearts open to him and that we would reflect on the year before. And the places that maybe we made some poor decisions. Maybe we didn't take enough time out for him. Maybe there was something that took place that we didn't understand and we're holding God accountable. Or we're holding somebody else accountable. It's a time to just open up your heart and say, Lord, you know me better than I do. And that's that 10 days allowing God to then begin to sanctify and purify and bring those places of your heart to be at peace or be calm, knowing that the blood of Jesus has covered those sins. This is not an Old Testament feast. It's a gathering that's to be kept for eternity. It began in the Old Testament or the, the first covenant. I want to call it the Old Covenant. The first covenant that God made with his people. But that is to be perpetual from generation to generation. And when he comes, we're still going to be keeping the feasts. But he's going to be here. As he is. Amen? Amen. And so then we have the Day of Atonement, which is Yom Kippur. Here we have October 12th. 
again moving to the day forward at sundown or sunset on the 11th. So we're going to gather on that Tuesday. And that's going to be once again from 5 to 6 for an hour. We're not going to try to do something to entertain each other. We're not going to try to explain. This is a time to just come before the Lord as the family of God. We're just going to come before Him. And then what you see then is the 16th through the 23rd actually begins the celebration of the Feast of Tabernacles. Okay? So I want you to make sure that you put this in your bulletin. All right? So next Sunday, we're going to have our normal service. And then from 5 to 6, we're just going to gather for an hour and say, Here we are, Father. We're responding to the trumpet sound. We understand your word is calling us to gather before you. So here we are. And then on Tuesday on the 11th, we're going to come before him. We're going to take communion. We will also do that on that Sunday night because it's a high holy day on that Sunday night. And then in turn, we're going to say, Lord, receive our forgiveness. Excuse me. Receive our repentance and forgiveness will come. And then we'll see then five days later, that's when we enter into that time of preparation or the actual experience of the gathering of tabernacles. Okay? So I wanted that. So appointed times, you can read a little bit more thoroughly of Habakkuk 2. It'll give you an understanding of that which we are waiting for or looking for because we are preparing for the fullness of that day. Whether it's this tabernacles, only he knows but as they were at the day of Pentecost. It used to be the week of sheaves when they were all in the upper room and they were all under the, the original old covenant, if you will. They had not experienced the Spirit of the Lord coming upon them. They had not experienced the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. They were waiting for that which was spoken of thousands of years before. But they awaited they stood, they waited in that upper room, and the old covenant, if you will, came to a close, and the new covenant began. If you will, we are now in the day of Pentecost, and the day of tabernacles when the fullness comes, the New Testament is going to come to a close, and the kingdom's going to begin. So that's what we're in anticipation of, and we're just gathering as a family before him. Amen? Now, what we'd like to do is anybody that would like prayer this morning. Can I, hmm? can I you can, yeah, yeah, take it. Yeah.